here. I'm your host, Leslie Randolph. I'm a self-confidence coach for teenage girls and the self-confidence coach you wish you had as a teen. Honestly, I'm the self-confidence coach I wish I had as a teen because I know I could have saved myself and my mother a whole lot of heartache if I'd only known then what I know now. I hope to save you some of that suffering by sharing the lessons I learned late in life right here on Why Didn't They Tell Us. Welcome to the show. Hey, happy people. Welcome back to Why Didn't They Tell Us. I am so excited for today's conversation and to introduce you to today's amazing guest because I think she is going to be able to help us tackle a topic that we are not talking about at all, especially on a public forum like a podcast. Today we are talking about menstruation, periods, hormones. I'm going to be very honest with you. Even as I thought about the title of today's show, my marketing mind came up with this quippy, quippy title of uh, the facts about flow. And as I did my own research about why we don't talk about periods, I found that this title, albeit very cute, if I might say so myself, is part of the problem. We can't even say the words we, we, we dance around the topic of menstruation and menopause and the word period like it's something to be ashamed of and embarrassed about. And when we do that, first of all, we feel shameful and embarrassed for something that is natural and evolutionary and biological and beautiful. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> but we also limit the opportunity for education and awareness on a topic that affects every woman. So today's guest is going to help us right that wrong. Ashley Sorensen is a certified menstrual and hormone coach for women. In 2001, she created her signature course, Cycle Strategy 101, which has helped countless women ease uncomfortable symptoms of hormone imbalance and embrace their feminine energy. Ashley is passionate about teaching women about the power of the menstrual cycle and the cyclical superpowers that come with being a hormonal woman. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for that amazing introduction. (laughs) Well, it's all about you, babe. So thanks for being amazing. Everything that you said, like, you know, just about your own research with like the word flow, like it was just so good. So thank you for that. Well, I often tease that because of the show and the work that I do of working with teenage girls and and getting intimately acquainted with my inner teen, um, I, I was brought back to like eighth grade having my period and having to whisper to my yes. girlfriend of, do you have a tampon? And, you know, the the sly, you know, passing it over of hopefully no one ever sees. And it brought back all that like, We can't talk about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that we are and that there are women like you that are not only talking about it, but teaching about it and and celebrating it. So that's what today will be about. Yay! Um, Yes, yes. So (laughs) Ashley, let's start with you, though. Uh, Tell tell us, I I gave you, you know, the, the bio intro, but tell us. How you got to doing this work and, you know, being a a hormone coach and a menstrual coach? Yeah. So, um, gosh, I think that it all started back when I first got my period when I was 12, you know, um, my periods were always painful. 
Um, I, I was the girl in junior high that was in the bathroom, really sick, um, always in pain every month and wondered what in the world was wrong with me because none of my friends were that way. Um, my periods were always a problem and I would, I've always talked about my period in a very, about menstruation for myself in a very normal way, in a very outspoken way, because it's always been my reality. And I can tell I, when I talk to people about menstruation and they feel uncomfortable and, um, but so that's been kind of interesting, but yeah, so I've always had painful periods. When I was 21, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, struggled with infertility, um, and struggled with really bad PMS. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Then when I was about 37, I started experiencing perimenopause symptoms. So my hormones became another really big issue in my life. And as I sought for help with my symptoms, I couldn't find it. I mean, I could find it in the sense of, this is what you're dealing with. Here's a prescription. Let's follow up in a couple months. But it was never like, let's talk about exactly what's going on with your body so that you understand. And let's talk about how you can support your body with nutrition and other lifestyle factors. There was none of that conversation. And I am somebody that loves information. And I also am a very proactive person. Like I like to be involved in the in my body, like in the care, in my health care. And so when I didn't receive that, I just started doing like research on my own. I learned a ton about hormones, decided that I wanted to be a health coach that would help women. And so in my health coach training, I actually received um, a, a mentorship from Dr. Anna Kabeka, who is a, an OBGYN. She's She's known throughout the world. She's incredible. And that was really like what set it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is amazing. This is so needed. This is fascinating. Um, why don't more women know about this? This needs to be talked about more. And I just felt very strongly like this is what I was supposed to be doing all along. So here I am. There are a lot of women who are thankful that you did. Thank you. So... I, one of, some of the research that I had done of you, because this is going to be a, a deep dive first question, um, mm -hmm. was something of how by understanding our hormones and harnessing our superpowers, we can fulfill our purpose. Mm -hmm. You talked about, you know, greater self-confidence and a, a appreciation for your body. So tell me, how can understanding my period help me fill my purpose? Yeah, this is such a loaded question. I feel like this could be like a, a, an episode in and of itself. All right. Um, <laughs> because there are certain, and this is what Cycle Strategy 101 is all about, but there are certain um, traits that are innate that are heightened at different times of the menstrual cycle. And so, for example, during um, the week, before our bleed, during the week of our bleed, especially those first couple of days of our bleed, um, our intuition is really high. And because of the way that our brain is working, both hemispheres of the brain are working together. And that's very 
unlike the way that it is throughout the rest of the cycle. And so we can receive a lot of what I call divine downloads, where we get these little like nudges of things that maybe we want to take action on or things that we want to change in our lives, pivots that we want to make in business or uh, in personal life, the way that we want to interact with one of our children or, you know, we get these little sparks of inspiration, especially at those times of the cycle. And then we can take action on those cycle or on those uh, nudges at different times of our cycle when our energy is really high and, um, and we're feeling creative. And so when I say that it's going to help you find your purpose, it's because really the menstrual cycle is an initiatory process and it take, it has the, the power to take us from where we are currently and transform us. Um, renew us with every month. And I know that sounds really deep, but it really does have that power if we're, we're willing to lean into it. And that does include slowing down. Um, you know, a lot of us, if you've ever read the book, um, The Rushing Women's Syndrome, I highly recommend that book, but it's all about just how we are just rushing from thing to thing to thing. And the havoc that that is wreaking on our hormones and but when we take time to slow down and really tap into our cyclical superpowers, we start to realize that we are divinely created, that we have a purpose and it looks different for everybody. And what would it look like to lean into that? And how can my cycle actually help me fulfill my purpose? And so there's a lot of, of ways that the menstrual cycle can help us fulfill our purpose, and it's going to be very individual, and I think that's the beautiful part of it. But it all starts with just honoring the cycle and slowing down, uh, you know, our, our hormones influence our energy levels. That's why we feel tired the week before our period. That's why we feel more introverted the week before our period, the week of our period, but we don't lean into that, right? Because we live in a world that doesn't, doesn't encourage that. Sure. It's like, no, no, you just keep on going. Like you don't slow down because you're on your period. <laughs> like that, you don't do that. Yeah. And, and, and my, my thought is like, what if you did? What if you did? And what would change for you? If you don't love the way things are going right now, Maybe you want to start looking toward your cyclical nature for a little bit of guidance and see how things might change for you. So big answer, but that's a big question. So I wonder, can we, do you think we can have this whole conversation without having a cursory understanding of what those, those cycles are of the, the um, different phases? Yeah. I mean, we can, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll try my hardest to like give you, give you like the cliff notes version, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay, because I, I'm trying to think about this too through the lens of a mom of a teenager, because mm -hmm. she's very new to the. First of all, her her the the teen is very new to it, and yep. you know we know, and anyone who's around teenagers, it is a time of influx of hormones and a first time of experiencing them. And my instinct when I heard you uh, say that was like, well, what does slowing down for a teenager look like? Because mm -hmm. You know, it's an expectation that she goes to school. It's an expectation that she shows up for volleyball or theater or her extracurriculars. And then, you know, we can't tell the teacher. Actually, I'm laughing, thinking about all the times, you know, you would blame your period on I didn't do my homework. Right. But maybe it's 
not blaming your period. So, so give me your thoughts on that. How, what, what can slowing down look like for a teenager? How can mom support that? A mom understanding her own cycle, it's going to help her have a lot of self-compassion, compassion for her daughter and for other women. That is something that I've noticed with myself and with my clients. Like you just, you start looking at other women like, hmm, wonder what phase of her cycle she's in. <laughs> you know, like she was a little short with me today or she, you know, seems different. Like she isn't as outgoing this week as she was last week. Like, did I do something? And so it's looking at life through the lens of the, of the menstrual cycle. I don't think that the menstrual cycle, I'm not saying that we should use it as an excuse to get out of stuff, but I think that we should, that maybe expectations should be allowed to shift when a woman is menstruating. That I can really try on because what came up for me was sort of that idea of like that old school mentality of like, you can, you could already hear the sitcom of like, oh, she must be on her period. Yes. yes. And, but versus this sort of layer of compassion, mm-hmm. of understanding mm-hmm. that perhaps that I can check in with how I'm about to respond to my daughter mm-hmm. with a sense of where I am hormonally and a whole lot of compassion and understanding of where she is. Yes. Yes. And I think that it's really good for moms to understand the menstrual cycle, not just for themselves, uh, although that's a huge part of it. I think it's really going to change the way that you mother. (laughs) Um, But so that you can teach your daughter that, hey, you know what? You weren't you're not the same today as you were five days ago. And that doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. Because that's powerful, right? Like how many girls, I mean, I totally remember feeling that way, Leslie, like feeling like, like I remember my mom being like, you need to snap out of it. And thinking, yeah, like what's wrong with me? You, the expectation was because I am naturally a bubbly person, a fun person, a talkative person. And except for that time of my cycle, like I just come inward and I get quiet. And for my mom and maybe other people in my life, it was like, that's not acceptable. We depend on you and your happiness and your energy. And that's a lot of pressure for anybody, but especially a child or, you know, a teenager. It's like, so it's so all emotions aren't acceptable. You know, and so I think that it's teaching your daughter, hey, you know what, things are going to change. You're not going to feel the same and be the same all the time. And that's totally okay. This is why it's because of your hormones. This is what they're doing. And that's how it affects your mood and your energy. And it's totally okay. And knowing that, can you see how you can maybe extend a little bit of grace to your friends? You know, and And it's yourself. And to your absolutely to yourself and to me as your mom, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it's, it's, and it's not saying, Hey, you know, we excuse other people's behavior and stuff like that, but it's giving a little bit more compassion. You're like, I said, you're looking at it through a different, you're looking at life, friendship, motherhood through a different lens. 
Ashley, I think we need the Cliff's Notes. I think we need to understand where, like, what's going on with our body and when. So I'll run through the cycle. And then if your listeners want to go deeper, they can enroll in Cycle Strategy 101 with their daughter and they can take it together. I go into a lot more detail in there. So um, the menstrual cycle, be- so when I say the menstrual cycle, I'm talking about day one of your cycle, your period until the next day one of your period. Okay. So the cycle is the entire month. It's not just that week of the bleed. That week of the bleed is your period, a nickname for the bleed period, nickname for menstruation. So um, that starts on day one is the first day that you start flowing. And at that time, your sex hormones are at their lowest levels. So estrogen is at its lowest. Progesterone is not existent. And so um, our energy is low. And then as we move through the cycle, like usually around like day two or three, estrogen starts to climb and then will eventually peak uh, around the time of ovulation. So mid-cycle. And so will testosterone, which yes, is a male hormone and women have it too, a very small amount, but that's what helps to give us energy, helps build our muscles. Um, helps with libido. And so estrogen and testosterone both peak mid-cycle. After ovulation, that's when progesterone is, um, is created. And so that, that hormone rules the second half of our cycle. Estrogen is a very, a very, uh, like I think of it as like Beyonce, like she's just like, she gives us tons of confidence. We feel sexy. We feel creative. We just feel awesome. And then she dips down really low after we ovulate. And then progesterone comes on the scene and she's more of like, what was that girl's name? It was it Kristen Stewart that was in <laughs> the Twilight movies that was like, really like, okay, that's how I... <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking Great about? Visuals, yes, very, very, very well played out here. Okay, so the cast uh, of characters from our period: we got Beyonce, yeah. and we got the yeah. Uh, hopefully, like it will help. And so that's how I picture like progesterone, just kind of like meh, you know, just a little bit more introverted. You know, that's why we want to stay home in our pajamas and watch Netflix, and we don't really feel like going out and doing all the things. And that rules the second half of our cycle. And so that's why our, so after ovulation, our energy slowly starts to decline and our mood shifts and our interest shifts. Um, for the moms out there, like your, your sexual desire shifts, what feels good sexually shifts. And so your hormones literally affect everything. And nobody's nobody's talking about it we live in a man's world and we're just expected to function as such and that's not fair because we're not men no that's why so many women feel overwhelmed and stressed out and you know like they aren't enough because we are women trying to survive in a man's world and the expectation is that you know where we started of that go 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 oh i'm feeling so tired oh i must just be pushing harder what's wrong with me Versus, okay, my body is going through something and I need to meet my body where it is. And that's, and I also love what you said. That's not a a permission slip to check out on life. It's an opportunity for introspection and thinking, how can I care for myself the most right now? And how Mm -hmm. can I give myself and those around me so much more grace? 
because mm-hmm. this this is happening for every every woman who who has a bleed. Right. And like, it's so cool, Leslie, because like when you think about, you know, from day three, when estrogen starts to climb up and, you know, through ovulation, that is, you know, when we feel that extra, it's like the inner lights dim down really low and our outer lights come on and we want to serve. We want to do all the things for our kids and our spouse and the neighbors. And we want to be super involved and we're doing, doing, doing for other people. And I just think it's so beautifully created that like after ovulation, those outer lights dim, the inner lights come on. And so that we can then start taking care of ourselves. We can start paying attention to our needs. We can start doing the introspection. Like that is needed. That is needed for personal evolvement. And we're not honoring it. And that's what I mean when I say like, oh, that's why so many women feel resentful because we're not taking that time to come inward. And there's literally a space designed in the menstrual cycle to allow you to do that. So I'm going to go off script again, Ashley, but you're doing so great with me throwing these at you. Uh, (laughs) So during that time of introspection, how can you care for yourself? How can you, but how can you use that time to fulfill Mm -hmm. and, you know, fill your cup? Yeah, I think that this is very individual and comes with like trial and error or experiment. And I think it's fun to decide like or to experiment with what lights you up and what what fills your cup. A lot of women have no idea, right? They're like, I don't know. I just care for my family. (laughs) I don't know what I like to do. And, um, and the way that you care for yourself in your luteal phase, so after ovulation, looks very different than the way you care for yourself in the follicular phase, you know, from your period until ovulation. Because the energy is different and your desires are different. And so um, I think it, you know, it just comes down to, the, to, to what sounds good to you. And that's what you'll hear me say all the time is do what feels good. And a lot of people are like, what? That sounds scary. <laughs> List. Actually, you guys, I'm laughing. Yes, I just remember this. When I first when I first met Ashley and heard her speak, and that was, you know, what got me to say, like, oh, I want to share your knowledge. I think I was the one that asked you. I was like, tell me more about the relaxing. I just did it again, Ashley. I just asked you how to relax. Yeah. I, I drank that Kool-Aid. I am definitely a go-go-goer. And, you know, I, I need this episode as well because I think we are all conditioned of, like, keep it going, hustle, you know, more output, yes. more output as moms. And if, depending on what your world looks like, if, if it's a mom and then a mom as a business owner, if it's a teen with, you know, extracurriculars out the wazoo and the academic pressure, you know, that's a lot on our plate. And so when we are feeling lower, because that is what our body needs, mm-hmm. I go back to it. There's something wrong. I got to push harder. I'm just not motivated. And so I, it, it's such a, it's such a beautiful exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of just self of, oh, this is my body telling me something. Oh, yes. I need to understand how to relax. And I need to find a way, you know, there's mindset stuff there too of like, this doesn't make me lazy. This doesn't right. make me weak. 100%. This doesn't mean something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. This means I, I mean, this is at the core of self-confidence. This is me loving myself and taking care of me the same way I would for a friend who was going through a moment where she needed yeah some solace yes some slowdown some space yes absolutely i think you 
nailed it right on the head. I, you know, I think that, you know, when I say slowing down, it's not like you go from 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour to a complete stop, right? Like think of the full moon. It's not tonight's a full moon. It's not going to be a half moon tomorrow or the dark moon tomorrow, right? It's a slow waning. And that's how our energy is. It's not like a complete like drop off. It slowly wanes. And so we just lean into that. And it all starts with asking ourselves, like, what sounds good today or like what? And setting really, you know, I think that the menstrual cycle. So this is, I call this menstrual cycle awareness. And menstrual cycle awareness is powerful because it helps you learn how to set boundaries which a lot of women struggle with because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But um, the menstrual cycle encourages you to do that, right? Because it's like, you've got to say no somewhere. You got to prioritize what you want. And so you really got to learn to, you know, you've only got so much energy to give. And so you need to be intentional about where you're going to give that. And that means setting boundaries and saying no to some things so that you can say yes to others. Yeah, I, I think that that's critical. And, and particularly, I mean, as I say, as a teen, but for all of us, and that also demands what Ashley said of like, knowing what you want and what feels good. So like, what are your values? Where am I going to give my energy? And that again, is unique to each household for and understanding the expectations that you have in your own. If it's, you know, academics are priority, then that's what's going to get the energy when yours is waning. If, you know, the the social piece is the priority, then, okay, you know what? You don't need to study tonight. If you need connection, like let's, let's focus on connection. So just really understanding what, what is the priority mm-hmm. and making sure that there's an alignment of expectations within your household. Yes. Yeah. And that going back to like your question, I think that, like I said, we're not using the menstrual cycle as an excuse. We're just allowing expectations to change and things to shift a little bit. And so, you know, what does studying look like in your follicular phase? What does it look like in your menstrual phase? What does it look like in your luteal phase? What does sports or extracurricular activities look like um, at different times of your cycle? So when I am working with a woman, that's the first thing we start with is like, okay, let's talk about tracking your cycle. Every day you want to just be tracking what day of your cycle you're on um, and your mood and your energy. Let's just start with that. Because after you've done that for a few months, you're going to start seeing patterns in your mood and energy, depending on where you are in your cycle. And then when you have that information, you can then kind of plan your plan your life around it. So you know that, okay, from day 20 to 28, I want to make sure I have less on my schedule. And days you know, 7 through 14, I don't mind it if my days are packed full because I have the energy and the desire to do it. But days 20 through 28, it's a no-go. So I need to make sure that I leave that space open on my calendar. Do these phases and the cycles, right when you get your period, this, like, we can trust this like the moon? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Like when you first start your period, like your cycles might be a little bit wonky for the first year or so as um, your hormones kind of get established and regulated. And so it's normal for, you know, a young woman's cycles to kind of be sporadic. But once they get into a rhythm, then yeah, you can plan on, plan on it. And so, so mom could just be a aware of her own, 
because mm-hmm. that will indicate how she's showing up and how we're responding to our kids' tones or the mm-hmm. towel left on the floor or my son's soccer stuff that is still under the dining room table, which I, like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that you're mindful of it. But then you can also then say, okay, so maybe this is why she's she's struggling a bit at school this week. Maybe this is why she's, you know, been more short with her friends or, you know, made this this decision to, you know, leave this friend group just right. to be able to to have more understanding of where she's at. Yes. And I think that, you know, uh, doing it with your daughter, like print out a calendar where you both can track it and then talk about it every day. You know, if you can know where you are, where your daughter is in her cycle at any given time and she can know where you are, like that can really change the relationship between a mother and daughter. Um, And there are, yeah, there's some young women that are going to be like, what? I'm not doing that, you know, but and that's where like the the mentorship of a mom <laughs> to be like let's talk about this um let's talk about where we are in our cycle and like kind of the the superpowers that go along with it um and you know a mom saying you know i'm i'm on day whatever of my cycle today so i might need a little bit more patience and then we don't take things personally we can try yeah 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 because we have that oh yeah so i think that's a really great tip of how to help teens navigate the transition of talking about of, of talk like educating yourself because like i said uh, we didn't talk about this i had right. the pleasure of hearing ashley talk once and i was like this is knowledge that i think is so necessary because we talk about hormones and we talk about the the negative side of them but there's not really an understanding much about them. Right. Yeah. So we to help taught that it's something we got to overcome. Yes. Not embrace. There is an equal lack of um, education about menopause. Mm-hmm. And that I have friends who are going through menopause and they feel so abandoned. And they, there's just, why are we not talking about this? Mm-hmm. Like, where is that shame and that stigma? Another yeah. loaded question for you. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I, I. It's really it's sad. It's sad that um, menstruation, menopause—they're not things that we talk about. They're very like hush hush. And so, because like our moms weren't taught it from their moms, like they don't really tell us anything, and like the cycle just continues on and on. And I. I really would love to see that cycle broken um, because it's all natural and normal and to, it's going to happen to every woman. Um, you know, unless you've had a complete hysterectomy, you're going to hit menopause. You know, even if you've had a hysterectomy and you, as long as you've got an ovary, you're going to go through menopause. And so um, it's something that we have to come to face to face with because it's coming for us whether we want it to or not. Um, this is this is huge. You know, I'm 43. Uh, I like I said, I started experiencing perimenopause symptoms when I was 37. So perimenopause can last up to a decade before you actually reach menopause. Menopause is just when you've gone one year without a menstrual bleed. That's all menopause is. So really, menopause is one day. Because after you've gone one day or one year, then you're postmenopausal. 
So yeah, so perimenopause usually starts in our mid to late 30s. Um, it's really common for it to start around 35-ish and um, can you know, last 10 to 12 years. And so we experience a lot of symptoms during that time. And that could be really confusing for women because nobody taught us about perimenopause. Um, and so they're, they go to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, you know, because one of the first things that happens in perimenopause is our symptoms become irregular or our cycles become irregular. Um, if, you know, if you're not on any kind of birth control, um, that's going to give you like this monthly bleed, then you're, you're going to notice that your cycles get longer or shorter. And that can be really concerning. Some women think that they're pregnant and then they find out that they're not. And they're like, what is going on? Why are, I've always been like a 28 day cycle gal, like what's happening. So they go to the doctor and the doctor usually prescribes birth control pills to make them quote unquote regular. And instead of having the conversation that, well, yeah, you're about the age that perimenopause kicks in. This is normal. This is what's going on. You know, there's no education. It's just like, here's a prescription. You're good to go. And so that, I just don't feel like that is the answer. Obviously, like, we're not stupid. We need to be taught about our bodies um, so that we can understand, like, that's going to help get rid of the shame around it right? It's not like, oh my gosh, my body is malfunctioning and my body is so messed up and hormones are so stupid. And, you know, oh, I'm here we go. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, actually this is really normal and it's okay. And, um, and there's things that I can do to support my body through this change that I must do to support my body through this change, or I'm going to have a really, really miserable next decade, you know? <laughs> Or, or, and it sounds like the birth control from your perspective is, is almost like this band aid of like, 100%. this is just going to ease, ease the current discomfort versus long term support. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, birth control pills aren't the answer. And they don't regulate it, anything, they just mask symptoms. And so th it's not the answer. Um, and, and that's really why I wanted to do this work is because I want women to know that there is so much that we can do. One of the things that I want women to know is that there's so much that we can do to support our health and take care of our bodies. And it's not taught in a doctor's office. I always want to leave tips and tools for, for our listeners. So you know, I, I straddled the fence here because I went from, you know, when your daughter gets her period and understanding that to perhaps if you are in perimenopause or it sounds like, I'm, unless I catch you on that one day, I'm not catching you during menopause. <laughs> so what tips can you give uh, a mother who's listening for, you know, her teen who's starting out, how, you know, your greatest hits album, the best thing recommendations, whether it is food or just, you know, helping her track. And then for, oh, you, you talked again about food during perimenopause. Yeah. What, what are the greatest gifts we could leave our listeners with to, other than sign up for Ashley's course? <laughs> Gosh, there's so much, like my greatest hits. I'm like, wow, like, wow, there's just so much I could say. 
I will say, you know, probably a lot of your listeners are in perimenopause and maybe have no idea that they are. And perimenopause has been been compared to like, it's been called the second puberty because our body is changing. Our hormones are fluctuating wildly like they were in puberty. And it's actually really normal for a lot of our insecurities that we had as a youth to creep back up in midlife. Um, you know, if, if things weren't handled, like maybe you've got like body image issues or, um, you know, issues around food, that stuff can creep back up when you're in perimenopause. So that's something to be really aware of. Um, I, you know, when it comes to food, I, I just, and I want to like make it clear that I love Western medicine. Well, I, I appreciate Western medicine. I know there's really good, I'm a, you know, I worked as a nurse before I, I came into coaching and, and so I, I'm grateful for the work that they do. And I have, I'm not trying to demonize Western medicine, but I think that it, it is missing a big part of it. And so when we can learn how the, how food affects symptoms, if your daughter struggles with really bad periods or really heavy periods, try taking out dairy. Um, usually that's all it takes. A lot of times that's all it takes is just removing dairy from the diet or greatly reducing dairy. Um, you know, uh, inflammatory foods like dairy, gluten, sugar, caffeine, soy, some grains. I would just pay attention to how those things affect your daughter and her mood and her physical symptoms. Sounds like for yourself too, because it's, it's actually Absolutely. a very beautiful parallel because chances are, if you have a teenage daughter and I'm making a grand assumption here, you are most likely going through perimenopause. Yeah. You are in that and you are both in it together. And I, I, I often say I, co I, I coach teenage girls but I coach the teenage girl that still exists in you and me. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to hear that a lot of the women that I work with later in life are once again going through this hormonal shift that is bringing out all those teenage insecurities. Yep. And I love something that you said earlier, and it, it just was so underscored just now. This can be such an opportune time for connection with your daughter if you both go the journey together mm -hmm. because you are more alike than you are different. <laughs> Your hormones are where they are, are, are both just on a, a journey and of ups and downs. And if you can bring that into the relationship, it's such an opportunity for collaboration versus the clashing that could happen during these years. Yes. Yes. Like, uh, be careful about the things that you say about your period and about being a woman and about hormones, because like we're passing that down to our daughters, to our nieces, to grandchildren and to our sons, right? Like when we tell our sons like, Oh, don't take your sister seriously right now. Like she's got PMS or like, what is that teaching? You know, like we, it's teaching other people they can't take us seriously. Um, and it's also teaching our daughter and ourselves, like, we can't be taken seriously. I'm crazy for half the month. Like, that's not right. That's not fair. And so um, I think that, we, you know, that would probably be my greatest hits is watch what you're saying about your cycle and about being a woman, because your daughter is hearing every word 
and like that's going into her brain and whether she's consciously or subconsciously you know consciously aware of it or not like it's it's in her subconscious and she's going to pass that down so yeah like all of the thing i don't i mean i remember clear as day the day that i started my period and all the emotions that came with it and i feel a lot of those emotions right now as a 43 year old and but it's it's a beautiful time to reevaluate my life and what I want for the second half of my life. That's available to us. And perimenopause is a great time to to evaluate. Beautiful times of the month to have that introspection yep. and think about the future you and to show up as your best self. There's a lot of mirroring there as well. Absolutely. I mean, how cool is it that we get to push the reset button Quite literally, like every month when we start a new bleed, it's like push the reset button. What do I want to do differently this month? You know, self-trust is such a critical part of cultivating self-confidence. And that's something I teach in my one-on-one practice. And I think part of that is, you know, getting to know yourself. And that includes your body and its hormones and to to understanding you. All right, Ashley, then before we sign off, tell people where they can find you. I am on Instagram quite a bit. So my um, Instagram is at Hey Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, Noel, N-O-E-L. Even if you just click like my highlight bubbles on Instagram, I have so much information that you really can binge. I also have a podcast. It's called A Bit Better Every Day. And so you can catch me there. Ashley, thank you so much. Why didn't they tell us that there is nothing taboo about talking about our hormones? There's nothing taboo about talking about our period, menstruation, menopause. It is up to us as women to have these conversations, to get very curious about our bodies, to approach our body with love and compassion. And uh, I thank you, Ashley, for, for giving us the space to do just that today. Thank you, Leslie. Till next time, my friends. Love what you hear? Well, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at confidencecoachforgirls.com. That's confidencecoachforgirls.com. Or email me at lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. That's lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you.